the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. American prosperity is the bedrock of freedom and security all over the world. An obligation to the heritage of liberty and dignity handed down to us by our forefathers. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I'm, uh, well, I'm a little bit less energetic right now because the topic of this first segment is so brutal and so terrible. Um, but we have to cover it. We have to cover it. So welcome. Welcome to the Pro-America Report. I am Ed Martin. It's great to be together. And uh, we have a great program. We have uh, Chris Shimolinsky of Numbers USA in a few moments talking about the important issue, the uh, immigration issue. And then we'll talk with John Schlafly. We'll catch up with John Schlafly, our weekly chat with John, who writes a weekly column over at the sister site, townhall.com of the Salem Radio Network, where this program originates. You can uh, check out John. Townhall.com is his website, the Schlafly Report. He writes a column, excuse me, not a website, his column. That's where he, you can find his column weekly called the Schlafly Report. You can also see all of John's writings and uh, they are archived over at phyllisschlafly.com. Okay. Um, So uh, we got a lot of of that to cover. Now, uh, what you need to know today is sometimes it takes a terrible image, a terrible occurrence to capture the imagination of people in, in such a way that it will illustrate what's wrong. Um, Now, so one of the one example of that would be the Kate Steinle murder. Remember, Kate Steinle was the very pretty um, uh, blonde haired woman who was, uh, I think, on a pier uh, in San Francisco in those beautiful the northern part of uh, San Francisco out on the bay. There's piers and meaning P.I.E.R. pier. You can go out and there's some um, restaurants and, and things to do. And out there she was. And she was shot and killed by an illegal alien. And she became a sort of a, a, a template and an, an emblem of, 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 unfortunately, her tragic death. And I've seen her father speak on it. It's just brutal. Right. But it became a sort of uh, uh, if you if you if you like how well it it uh, illustrated what happened, you thought it was very important, sort of emblematic. If you thought she became just a caricature, you found it exploitative, right? So there were both sides of that, I think, that could come in. But you, you knew in 2015, 2016, when someone said Kate Ste- Steinle, you, you knew what that meant. It was the, the fact that we didn't control the border and there were illegals here and she was killed, violent crime, et cetera. And so there's other examples of that. Um, but one of them right now that's going on and what you need to know is this horrendous story in Ohio where a 10-year-old child was raped by an illegal alien. And there's multiple aspects of the story to report, and we'll get only at the end to the last one, which uh, uh, is about the abortion question. But before we get to that, if you watch the coverage of this horrendous rape, um, the media refused to say the, the background of the uh, assailant. They refused to identify him as 
foreign as having a Hispanic sounding name. It doesn't matter if it was Hispanic, but the fact is the, he was illegal. So this was an illegal alien in the country and committed this horrendous crime. And it was sort of buried by the news until it was forced out uh, by various uh, um, entities and individuals that were like, hey, what's the story with this? And then I was found. Now, this is horrendous. And this is so bad. I'm not, my argument actually is against itself. I don't think this becomes the emblem, the, the, uh, the sort of um, uh, story that's told because it's so tragic. It, Kate Steinle's murder, she was in her 20s, maybe early 30s. It, 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 was, it was not that it was expected, but it happens. This isn't supposed to happen, 10-year-old, right? And of course, the, the last part of this story in terms of the, the uh, politics was this 10-year-old was brought up as an example of why abortion is necessary. Now, I, I have said over and over again that you know the, the examples that, that shouldn't be the rule, right? You can't let the, uh, the, um, the exceptions be the rule, um, especially when you get engaged in a debate. And I refuse to do it. I refuse. I was there when they goaded uh, Todd Aiken into having a long discussion about rape and incest and all that and abortion. I was there. That's in Missouri. I was actually on the ballot that year as the attorney general nominee. And I just don't, I don't take debate. I don't debate these things. Uh, well, I'll just tell you, I think abortion's wrong. I think it's wrong because of morality. I think it's wrong because of science. But I'd rather, I'm, I think it's much more important to talk about how did this 10-year-old get raped and why did it, was it allowed to happen? I think that's much more important than going into the other. Now, you can disagree, but, and people do, and the left goes crazy. They want to talk about the first thing. What you need to know is the violent crime that's happening because we're not controlling two areas, two aspects of life, the border and our cities, the urban centers of this country. This is out of control. It is out of control. And what it does, I went to Chicago a month or two ago, and I must have had 10 people tell me, be careful in Chicago. Be careful in Chicago. Boy, oh boy, it could be really, I, I, well, I didn't have any problem in Chicago. But the reason they said that is because the south side of Chicago is a shooting zone. The worst parts of the town, of the city are the, of a shooting zone. What you need to know is we have a problem when the leading Elected officials want to disregard the law, disregard the, uh, the rule of law so dramatically, whether it's allowing the border to happen and therefore the drug trade to be managed by the cartels, whether allowing the border to be open and therefore allowing sexual trafficking through the border, whether allowing the border to be open and having bad guys come. Remember when Donald Trump came down the escalator in Trump Tower in New York City? And he gave a speech that they characterized as racist. And what he said was, it doesn't seem like they're sending their best from, from Mexico and other places. It doesn't seem like they're sending their best. Better way to say it is the people who control the border, the cartels, are not bringing over the best. They're not allowing the best to come. We're not getting, uh, we're not getting AP scholars who come in. Some, some do. And some maybe, if you could get a better education or get more opportunities, they might. But a lot of people that are coming are part of the world of organized crime who manages it. And so maybe we shouldn't be surprised that we end up with illegal aliens that come and rape people. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised. We should be outraged and we should stop it. But I'm not sure we should be surprised at this point. And so we now have the, um, the reality is the, uh, the, 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 the people who have allowed this to happen should be held responsible, period. If it turns out that this man, this illegal, uh, the, it was uh, 
was slipped through the cracks, cracks where people had control of him. I don't know that yet, but I bet we'll find out. Uh, they, then we should, they should be held accountable. Uh, and, and the fact is that they won't be. The fact is that we know now that this is acceptable to the powers that be in the White House right now, in the Congress right now, in many states right now. They just think it's acceptable. And I think what they might say if they were being serious and maybe they just say we don't care. But I think what they'd say is, oh, we'll take the risk. We want we don't want to be uh, people who will take we'll be willing to take that risk. Well, I'm not willing to take that risk. You're not willing to take that risk. Most Americans are not willing to take that risk risk. What you need to know is the only way to stop this is to hold accountable the people that allowed it. And I mean that by holding them accountable. I'd impeach them. I would I would prosecute them. I would you know, there's there's an aspect of, at the at the last uh, Phyllis Schlafly Collegians event, uh, Collegiate Summit. We had uh, Congressman Jason Smith. He actually said that Joe Biden's failure to release the money that was already appropriated for the border wall is um, he said, it's you know, he said it, they complained about Trump saying he might hold back some money from Ukraine. And in this case, President Biden is holding back the border money and stopping the bill. We should impeach everybody. And, and we have to be ruthless in this until, because what's happening right now is too many people in the country in the nation, as well as in the world are looking up and saying, these people aren't serious. No matter what they say, I'm picking up on my theme from yesterday. No matter what they say, they're not doing anything different. They're not doing anything different. And we have to demand that something different happen. And let me be clear. There's plenty of Republicans that have allowed this to go on too. There's plenty of Republicans on this question of illegal immigration, question of the rule of law and crime. There's been plenty of Republicans that have looked the other way and sought ways of amnesty and all kinds of things. It's time to never, ever again have this happen to a 10-year-old or anybody else because we actually enforce the law. We actually control our border instead of having it controlled by the cartels and the gangs. That's what's at stake, and that's what you need to know going forward. That's what's at stake in the fall and the next election all the time now. Lawlessness. It's lawlessness. Okay, we got to take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk with uh, Chris Shimolinsky from over at Numbers USA, one of the leading organizations that studies the impact of illegal immigration. And then we'll catch up with John Schlafly. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com, and sign up there for the daily email, the daily wink. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is Chris Chmielinski. He is over at Numbers USA. He's the vice president over there. And uh, he is, uh, I mean, I was just talking with him off the air. We love Numbers USA. Uh, NumbersUSA.org is the website. And of course, uh, the great Roy Beck is the uh, uh, CEO there, president and CEO. And he's a Missouri guy. And I've had him on before talking about issues and things. He's a wonderful guy. And it's a great, great group. Numbers USA.org. So, uh, Chris, welcome. One of the topics I want to ask you about is there's so many things happening on the border. 
And Numbers USA has been masterful at not only describing what's happening um, with uh, immigration and the problems, but also uh, going under the hood because people don't even realize. They don't even notice. They hear something, but they don't quite know what's going on. So first, 30,000 foot, where are we in this country in terms of this, the border and, and what's happening? Uh, well, disaster. I think that's that's <laughs> yeah. a good thirty thousand right. foot description of it. Um, yeah, and, and there's no plan. Um, hmm. You know, we saw under the Trump administration they had a surge that was much less uh, than the numbers you're seeing today. Um, I think it, during the the 2019 border surge, I think you maybe saw. I think there were two months where apprehensions exceeded a hundred thousand. Essentially, it happened for three months. Um, but immediately, Attorney General Jeff Sessions issued his, his zero tolerance policy. The administration announced their um, uh, their plan, their migration migration protection protocols, the Remain in Mexico program, and it stopped. Uh, mm-hmm. By the time September rolled around, the surge was over, and 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 then and then of course COVID hit, and numbers were at record lows. Um, but the, but the Biden administration has no plan. Their plan was to undo everything that Trump did. That was their plan. Um, they didn't anticipate the fact that that would invite literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of illegal migrants, not just every year, but every single month. And that's where we're at right now. We've got about 200,000 Border Patrol apprehensions. Those are the ones we know about. We know there's at least another 10,000, tens of thousands, if not 100,000, quote unquote, gotaways every single month as well. Those are ones that trip sensors or 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 were caught on were caught on cameras things like that but there weren't border patrol agents in the area so they couldn't apprehend them so they just simply uh slipped into the united states and 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 went on their merry way um so it it's a complete disaster down there the the biden administration has done nothing to 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 stem the flow and in fact like i said they're trying like heck to undo everything that trump had put in place their only saving grace was title 42 which was the the the, the COVID pandemic um, mm-hmm. Department of Home or Department of Health and Human Services right. memorandum that 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 basically allowed the administration to deny illegal border crossers asylum right. uh, if they cross the border and send them back into Mexico. Um, but that we're not working with our partners in Mexico. We're not doing anything right now to try to keep the numbers down. Uh, Everything so- we're doing is just encouraging more. Well, and we're talking with Christian Malinsky uh, over Numbers USA, uh, vice president there, about um, what's going on. NumbersUSA.org. Uh, see more of their work and uh, writings and, and uh, uh, reports. So one of the set, one of the features I like over there is uh, the numbers uh, tab. You can look at exactly what the numbers are and what the what we know. Um, Chris, uh, the key that you just said, the key to that answer to me is there's no plan. P- people that think that the plan is open borders. That would be easier if somebody announced it. This is the plan. It's this sort of it's not even a hodgepodge. It's it's reversal of some things. It's decisions about some things. It's a lack of transparency. People don't know you. you we're not surprised when nobody really knows the plan that, you know, we have uh, uh, border agents or or representatives down on the border who are saying, yeah, we just can't quite figure out what's uh, what what's going on or how it's working now. And And the one thing that has been true is that. People in other parts of the world know 
there's a pretty good path to get across the border. If you, you know, you may have to pay for it. You may be, you know, you may sadly be um, hurt or killed, but there's a path right now that gets through. Now, over at uh, justthenews.com, uh, this uh, reporter, uh, Aaron Kliegman, had a piece that talked about um, the State Department and Homeland Security talking about what's the plan. They, they've changed the Immigration and National- Nationality Act. So, and they've changed the definitions, I guess. Um, uh, and made it so, so well you tell me you, you're better at, at what this means that somebody noticed in the federal register that the administration is just changing yeah there, there's a there's a number of things that they're doing a lot of them are tied to asylum so the, the definition of asylum is, is is pretty cut and dry it's actually uh, a definition that was established by the united nations and, and essentially, the, the, the United States adopted that definition in the Refugee Act of 1980. And by the way, guess who was a co-sponsor of that legislation? Oh, Joe Biden. So oh, wow. he, he should know it pretty right. well. Right, <laughs> he was right. an author of that legislation with, with the, the late Senator Ted Kennedy. But essentially, the definition of asylum is anybody who uh, fears persecution in their home country by their home government because of their political beliefs, uh, religious beliefs, sexual orientation, membership in a social group. Um, It's a pretty tight definition of of who actually qualifies for for asylum. And again, the key element there is the persecution has to come from from your home government. You know, you think about the Holocaust uh, during World War II. Uh, The Jews were being persecuted by the German government. Um, it wasn't gang violence. It wasn't just a couple of outlaws that were running through Germany. It was actually an organized program in that country. The federal government was was persecuting a religious group. That's the that's the definition of asylum. The Biden administration, State Department, uh, DHS, they have opened this up to include pretty much anybody. Um, it's it's women who are subject to to spousal abuse. It's anybody who right. fears for their lives because of gang violence. I, I mean, almost everybody in the, in the world can claim that they fear gang violence, depending upon where they live. There's very few countries that are that are that are clear of of, of organized crime. I mean, even in Northern Virginia, where where I am, we have organized. We have a huge right. MS-13, huge MS-13 presence here. So what they've done is they've opened up this definition of asylum. Not only that, but they've also allowed people who cross the border illegally to claim asylum, uh, even if they don't have a legitimate claim to asylum. But they're going to grant it to them because, again, they've loosened up this definition. Um, It's um, it's. Chris uh, Shimolinsky is who we're talking to numbersusa.org. It's infuriating in the sense that um, it's happening under our noses and doesn't seem to get a lot of attention, right? I mean, it, it, the media doesn't seem to cover it. Even the so-called, you know, so-called conservative um, uh, outlets and others, at least in terms of TV, cable TV, they cover it a little bit, um, but they're not, not, not covering it very dramatically. The, um, Chris, the the Supreme Court decision on Title 42, these changes, you know, I, 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 I always come back to this. OK, let's say you win the House and Senate in the fall. The Republicans do. And let's say that for a change, they actually are people uh, who win as a majority are serious about getting this issue under control. Can the House and Senate do much? It looks like a, a, the power you talk about, uh, you know, uh, regulatory capture is something people <laughs> talk to. Talk, it looks like as to immigration, it's been captured by the executive branch. And therefore, uh, will anything change? Could anything change? 
Yeah, and and that's the biggest issue with our immigration law is that we have uh, we've inserted Congress has created these giant executive authorities, um, just these gaping holes in our immigration law that allows the administration to to use, for example, prosecutorial discretion. Well, the Biden administration is using prosecutorial discretion as just a way to defend their lack of any sort of interior enforcement. Right. They say they're going after the absolute worst and everybody else is is untouchable. And and while that's a problem, there are certainly illegal aliens living in the country who are who are a, a threat to both national security and public safety. It's a small percentage, which means a very, very tiny percentage of, of the 12 million who are living in the country illegally right now could actually face uh, removal proceedings. Um, but we we signed on to a letter along with the Eagle Forum and a number of other groups, um, about 16 groups, I think, in total, plus about a dozen former Trump uh, administration officials, plus former members of Congress and other leaders, uh, signed this coalition letter that we delivered to, to House leadership just over the last couple of weeks. And it urges them and it says, hey, listen, if you're going to win control, if you successfully win control of both the House and the Senate, this is what you need to do. Uh, hmm. you, you can't just you can't just throw a Band-Aid on it and say, OK, we're going to throw more money at CBP. That's certainly one of the things, Customs and Border Protection, certainly one of the things. But what they really need to do is draft legislation that closes up all of these loopholes that, that the Biden administration especially has used and abused to allow this border crisis to continue. Uh, Chris Chmielinski, again, uh, he is over at the uh, Numbers USA, numbersusa.org. Um, so the... You know, one of the parts of the uh, reason when I flagged it to talk to you was national security. Sometimes you're like, how can you catch the attention of the people if you don't think that the fentanyl coming in because the cartels are are coming across the border or the sex trafficking or um, I don't know, pick a topic is enough. You you ought at least worry that we're allowing bad guys into the country. Uh, Tell me that where that is and, and the reality of that. Yeah, well, well, first, what's happening, the, the drug cartels down in Mexico, they're basically doing uh, they're basically doing a bait and switch. What they're doing is they're finding uh, folks with sympathetic stories, women with children who were you know, subject to spousal abuse or, or, or other stories like that. What they're doing is they're grouping them together and they're sending across the border illegally close to ports, legal ports of entry. And what that does is that requires all of the Border Patrol agents to swarm to those regions to handle Mm. these large numbers of illegal border crossers. What that does is that leaves other areas vacant because the border patrol agents that covered those areas had to vacate their posts to go deal with the massive group of people that crossed. That's why you're seeing, you know, these caravans uh, that are organized and coming and coming up because they would love nothing more than to, to, to overwhelm border patrol. That makes other areas of our border vulnerable, and that's where they can sneak in the fentanyl and also the the, the folks on 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 terror watch lists. Um, and and that's the, that's the scary part. I mean, the DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has already admitted under oath that yeah, we've had known terrorists uh, get get apprehended crossing the border illegally, and some of them we release into <laughs> the general population of the United States on those midnight flights to somewhere and. And they just say, oh, but we're watching them. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's, just, it's hard to have confidence uh, that they're that they're watching out for our national security and public safety when you see how badly they're bundling the border situation right now. 
Uh, well, Chris Shimonski again over at Numbers USA, numbersusa.org. If you go there, one of the things on the front page right now is the Arizona sprawl study. There's a lot of there, there, there's a lot of studies. Um, uh, that one's about uh, what's going on uh, what in, in Arizona. There's a lot, lot to look at. Great resource. Uh, thank you, Chris, for your time. Uh, we'll have you back again. It's been too long. And, uh, and tell uh, Roy uh, Beck, your, uh, your fearless leader over there, to never forget his uh, Missouri roots. All right. So pass that on. So thank you for your time. <laughs> Thanks for having me, and trust me, he'll never forget. <laughs> good, <But> good. Thanks. <laughs> All right, great. We'll take a break, everybody. Uh, it's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Don't forget, over at ProAmericaReport.com, I will put up uh, the uh, link for this interview and uh, and uh, the uh, website and other stuff. So we'll we'll take a break. Be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to check in with John Schlafly. John Schlafly is one half of the uh, Schlafly Report over at townhall.com, our sister site, also available at phyllisschlafly.com. He and Andy Schlafly write a weekly column. Uh, The column this week, the title is Time's Running Out for Democrats. And uh, John, welcome back, first of all, to the program. How are you? Uh, Good, Ed. I'm, I'm great. Good talking to you. Uh, so, well, I, I don't know if I've asked you this. So let me, before we get into the column, I, I, I don't, I think I know the first part of this answer, but let me put it in two parts. One, are you watching any of the January 6th select committee? And if you are, or even if you're not, what's your impression? Um, well, I guess I've caught pieces that are, you know, so selected by, um, so, you know, selected as if they are the gotcha moments and I'm totally, you know, nonplus by the whole thing. I don't think there's really anything of significance to it. Uh, you know, they, it can appeal to people who are already inclined to uh, oppose Trump, but uh, for the vast majority of the American people, I think they can see through that and realize there really isn't anything there. Uh I, I think I agree with you. The question is whether the rest of the country is getting sort of um, uh, brainwashed by it. But let's, let's leave that but aside. The, but the polls um, kind of show, reinforce that. And we quote a poll in, in, uh, in the column uh, where you know, the majority of the people are, recognize the January 6th committee as a partisan exercise and one that is not observing uh, the you know legal procedures that should attend something like this. It's totally one-sided. Uh, it's full of hearsay. There's no cross-examination. And you're only hearing one side of the story. And uh, it's, you know, it's obviously a campaign commercial for the Democrats. Uh, I think I agree. And I think the, uh, the only thing I would uh, maybe, I'm not sure I'm disagreeing with you, but is um, to say that it's, I think it's a little more effective than uh, people realize. In other words, you've got people just over and over for months now talking about hearings, hearings, hearings on something at a certain point, you don't know what it's about. You just know something's gone on. It's, I, I don't know. It's a, it, it, to me, it's a, a more troubling than I, I want to, than I thought it could be. I just think it's a terrible thing. And, and, and frankly, the use of the video to parse out and to, you know, make people look um, uh, out of touch and out of loop. Um, you know, the, the, it just, it doesn't, it's not, I, I'm, I'm worried about it more than uh, I think a lot of people, but let me go back to the column, John times running out for Democrats. I thought when I saw that headline, you were going to talk about how um, the New York times 
on the front page on Sunday and Monday uh, was talking about Biden's Joe Biden's um, age and his infirmity. Uh, then on t- Tuesday, uh, Politico was talking about a um, hundred, excuse me, a million dollar plus buy by the progressives to get him not to run. Uh, but that wasn't it. I mean, you're, you're inside this. So you're talking well, about. Well, that's ahead. part of it. That's okay. certainly part of it. In other words, uh, the, the the gate has been opened. I mean, you know, all bets are off now because. Uh, you know, the Democrats, the same Democrats who put Biden in there uh, and pushed him uh, or, you know, he, he stayed home, but, you know, pushed him across the, the finish line, supposedly. I mean, you know, those people have, I think, come to the realization that they've got to have a plan B and waiting and they're working on that. Do you think, John, that the now this is this is a, when I read this column uh, and, and I'm talking to you, you were actively paying attention. And while you were mostly an editor for um, your mother, the late Phyllis Schlafly at the time, now you write your own column. But you were when, as an editor, you were sort of knee deep in her writings. She wrote about Trump and his issues and positions and why he was an interesting candidate in t- starting in 2015, w- right when he came into the race. And then for for months and months and months, multiple times. Um, And so, John, right now we have a lot of the media is saying and the establishment, oh, you know, Trump is is too damaged. He can't run. He can't unite people. He can't this. He can't that. Isn't that about what they were saying in 2015 and into 2016? I think that's right, Ed. In fact, they were saying that even after Trump got the nomination and all the way up through October that. Uh, of 2016, on the eve of the election, they were still saying that he cannot make it. He's damaged, and he should, you know, bow out then, and and let the Republican National Committee, you know, substitute a candidate in the last right. Couple that's of weeks right. Of the yeah, campaign. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I when people tell me that they think Donald Trump is divisive or he's too this or too that, I actually say at this time, if he ran, he runs on a record. He says, this is what I did. This is how, you know, we have Joe Biden go over to the Middle East and everybody agrees that the Saudis and the Israelis are worried about peace and worried about war because Iran is ramping up and America looks feckless. And so, you know, among other things, Donald Trump made sure that there was peace and people that may not have gotten along uh, with each other in the past were at least going to get along because Trump was saying, get along right now. So he's got a record to run on. John, in the column, again, we're talking with John Schlafly, um, you, you refer again to the election integrity issue. And my question is, OK, something, you know, this decision came out of Wisconsin that shows that at least the Wisconsin Supreme Court says, yeah, you, you shouldn't have been doing it that way. I mean, you know, there's no there's no way that that system worked. It wasn't right. But John, do you think that there's any likelihood uh, of us really getting to the bottom of 2020? And by that, I mean, do we just have to say, OK, the system was not good enough. Now we're going forward. Let's make the system good enough. Or do you think we're going to get to the bottom of it? Well, the first thing is, you know, well, we cert- we know the uh, rules were relaxed, to put it a nice way, in 2020. Right. And uh, the Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Supreme Court uh, has just ruled that one of those relaxed provisions, which was to have unattended drop boxes where uh, people could, you know, deposit a multitude of absentee ballots that were collected from people and carried by other people to drop in the box. That's not allowed. Now, the court ruling only applies to future elections. But the same 
reason that makes them illegal for future elections made illegal in 2020 as well, where that was widely done. You know, if any of your listeners has watched the Dinesh D'Souza film, 2000 Mules, you know, you watch that happen in real time uh, or a, a video of how that happened. So at least in Wisconsin, that can't be done anymore. So that is certainly a start to reforming our procedures. Um, John, if um, if we don't. So what do you think about the fall? Are you do, you do you think about the fall when you look at the fall? Are you saying to yourself um, they, they could steal a half a dozen races or someone could or, or there's still um, there's still inability to audit the thing. And, you know, there's not it's not obvious um, how to to uh, to, you know, make this uh, work. I mean, what do you think about 2022 just a few months from now? Yeah. Well, all indications are the Republicans are going to do well, not only in Congress, but in the state legislatures in 2022. Now, then there's the issue of governors that may be a little tougher, but still there's a wave building. And if, if Republicans can win back the crucial states like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Arizona, um, and Georgia, those are the big five, then the legislatures can come back into session next year and tighten up the election procedures further so that we'll be all in good shape for 2024. That's really the game plan. Um, and you're confident, uh, pretty confident it can be done? Well, uh, you know, we can't, you know, relax. We've got to make sure that we take advantage of uh, the political opportunity that Republicans have. And we certainly the opportunities have been served up to Republicans because the average American who's not tuned into politics can see every day that and, and polls show this, that the country is going in the wrong direction. And when voters see the uh, country going in the wrong direction, they generally vote for the other party. Um, John, uh, one one more question, a line of questions, I guess, is uh, when you look at the history of American political life, let's say since 1970, because it's a uh, that's when you would have had some, you know, the early, I guess, the 70s, maybe you weren't as as attentive. But for all these decades now, uh, presidential level, it, when a presidential ca- uh, incumbent, the when the sitting president wants to run for reelection, he usually does. At this point, it's always been a he. It, you know, there, there were people that wanted, um, I don't know, the George W. Bush, I guess, in 02 or 03. Maybe the war wasn't going well. I don't think so. I, I mean, it, it almost always. And we have a situation where Joe Biden, his own party and the, and more importantly, his mouthpiece, the media, is pretty clearly turned on him, has turned on him. Well, I think the last uh, notable example, Ed, was in 1980, where um, Democrat President Jimmy Carter who was botching everything kind of the way Biden is now. And he was challenged in his own party by Senator Ted Kennedy. Right. Right. And it was a tough challenge. And uh, it seemed to be getting up steam. And then, and then until Chappaquiddick and your older listeners will remember, you know, what happened after that. And so Mm -hmm. Kennedy's campaign fizzled. Uh, but Carter was damaged due to the challenge, mm-hmm. and that uh, damaged him for seeking re-election. And uh, 
Um, well, and I guess somebody that jumped in would say um, in 92, H.W. Uh, Bush had challengers against him, right? I mean, Perot and, um, and uh, you know, there was enough that maybe that is. All right, I got to run, John. I'm sorry, I'm out of time. John Schlafly, everybody. Go to phyllisschlafly.com and see all of John's columns uh, archived there. Uh, this week's column is called Time's Running Out uh, for the Democrats. Uh, a lot of there there. Thanks, John. We'll take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Gun control is an issue surrounded by the same old talking points on both sides of the argument. Gun control proponents say that we need to get guns out of the hands of would-be criminals, while self-defense advocates say that we need more good guys with guns to deter crime. Gun control proponents usually respond by saying that the good guy with a gun argument is a myth. And how would you respond to that? In reality, it's hard to quantify how many crimes are deterred by the presence of a good guy with a gun. After all, if a criminal sees that someone is armed and chooses to walk away rather than violate that armed individual... No one but the criminal would know what he planned to do had a gun not been present. Some estimates indicate that there are as many as 2 million defensive gun uses per year. Let's take a look at just a few real-life examples from this year that cut through the talking points. In Philadelphia, a man with a legal firearm shot one of two dogs that were mauling a small child. Others had tried to ward off the angry Rottweilers with improvised weapons, but it took Dwayne Patrick's firearm to save the child's life. Patrick was driving by at the time that the attack was taking place, and he courageously intervened. And although the child suffered bite marks on his face and legs, he made a full recovery. In Charleston, West Virginia, one good guy with a gun was actually a woman. She used a legal concealed pistol to stop a criminal who fired into a crowd at a graduation party. The police applauded this woman for her bravery, and no charges were filed against her. The criminal died from his injuries. In Waco, Texas, a good guy with a gun intervened to stop a man who was actively stabbing a woman in a gas station. The bystander was not charged with a crime. These are just a few examples from untold numbers of defensive firearm uses each year. Let's do our part to protect the vulnerable by defending the right of good men and good women to defensively carry firearms. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. It's time to hear the truth, not the media lies, about gun rights. At phyllisschlafly.com, we've got strategies to protect American citizens, protect ourselves, and protect the Second Amendment. For the latest on the constitutionally protected right to bear arms, go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, I have to wrap up today with a brief um, a conversation on the great Kitty Worthman. Kitty Worthman uh, is, was, is an incredible American uh, story. Um, she was born 96 years ago, uh, and she passed away 
on uh, Thursday afternoon, uh, a great woman of faith. I am sure she is uh, now facing her e- eternal reward. But Kitty Worthman, 96 years old, she was born in um, Vienna uh, in Austria. And as a young girl in her um, maybe 10 or 12 years old, I've heard her tell, I heard her tell the story multiple times. Um, she was very small, even when she in her in her adult uh, age, she was a very uh, a short lady, very slight, very thin. And uh, but as a child, she was, too. And so they always put her in the front row because she had to, couldn't see over people if she sat in the second or third row. So she's always in the front row. And she had an assembly when she was 10 or 12 years old. And at the assembly, uh, Adolf Hitler came and spoke. And she told the story of looking him in the eyes um, from 10, 15 feet away and um, having a sense of evil. Um, And she would talk about that. And she went on um, after the war ended. She actually worked for the Americans to uncover uh, fraud and basically as an American agent uh, and then came to America. And she married her husband, who's a doctor, who was a doctor, and they had a great life together in South Dakota, uh, children, a family. And for probably about 50 years, maybe 45 years, Kitty Worthman was one of the dominant political operatives in the country. Um, she dominated South Dakota, but she had an influence all across the country. And in the uh, 19, uh, excuse me, in the 2010s, uh, during the early uh, years of Obama, maybe 2009, 10, she went across the country speaking about the threat of socialized medicine and the threat of socialism, which she saw coming to uh, uh, bear, coming to fruition in Obamacare and other things. She was an extraordinary woman of faith and strength and joy. And I had the great privilege of knowing her for uh, years now. Um, and she passed away this week. And so we, uh, I lift my uh, eyes to heaven in, in Thanksgiving for people like her. And then also um, uh, thank, I wish I could thank her again. I did thank her enough towards the end of her life uh, because she was extraordinary. So Kitty Worthman, if you look it up on the internet, you'll be amazed at the life she's had and what she's done. Um, truly a, an American original um, and just extraordinary. I'm so charming and yet uh, s- <laughs> nerves of steel. Uh, Kitty Worthman, W-E-R-T-H-M-A-N-N. Uh, look her up. Uh, what a great American. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I'll talk to you then. Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>